You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. I'm really struck by the fact that carrying in the public domain is only one of the 39 Av Malachot. And yet the first 11 chapters out of 20 chap- 22, 20 or 22 chapters of the Mishnah of Shabbat deal with carrying as though the, the Mishnah is incredibly interested in, in in what may be perhaps the least obvious of the Malachot. And in the middle of chapter 9, we took a little bit of a detour to look at various Halachot which might or might not be learnt out from different biblical verses. But now we're going to come straight back to mainstream carrying. And I just wanted to remind us of a principle we learnt in the middle of the seventh chapter, that whatever is fit to store, and people usually store things like it, if it's fit to store and people store stuff like it, if someone carries it out on Shabbat, they're liable for a sin offering. So the question is, is it, is it fit to store? Is it, is it useful? Now, before we dis- went on to the discursus, so the question is, is it fit to store? Is it useful? Is it purposeful? Of course, that depends partly on how we're using it. And before we went off on our discursus about learning learning different halachot, which could come out of biblical verses, we looked at the question of the reed. kumos. The minimal quantity for carrying for a reed is something that is you can build a pen out of because the smallest thing you can do with a reed really is make a pen. But if it's not the kind of reed you can make a pen out of, maybe it's thick or it's crushed or it's for whatever reason it's not you can't write with it. Then the Mishnah told us as much as is required for boiling a light egg, the lightest of eggs. And this definition of fuel, the quantity of fuel you need to boil the lightest of eggs, is going to come back at the beginning of Mishnah, of the fifth Mishnah in the ninth chapter. Coming back to our Mishnah and where we're at after the discursus, the Mishnah comes back to carrying with the words Hamotziet Sim, someone who carries out wood. This is classic fuel. Hamotziet Sim Kudet Levashel Beit Sakala, to cut. To cut to, to, to cook a uh, to cook a light egg or or tavalin or spices kadela tabel beitzakalite poetic umitzarfimze imze and in the case of the spices the minimal quantity is as much as is required for seasoning a light egg and they combine with one another so two or three spices combine to make up the mixture and we we learned before that. In general, with these different kinds of measures, objects of different kinds in different measures don't combine one with the other. And then the Mishnah goes in to talk about all kinds of different things. First of all, we're going to do first we're going to go dyeing, and then we're going to go cleaning. So dyeing, klipe egozim, klipe romanim, astis ufua kadelif tsoabahen bega katam ba svacha. Nutshells, pomegranate peel, that's really red. Isartis tinctoria, that's woad. 
That's blue. Rubia tinctorium. Now that's red. It's got little red berries. Very, very useful for making red dye. As much as is required for dyeing a small piece of cloth um, that sits on a, a hairnet. This is some kind of woman's hairpiece. And it's got a little piece of cloth on it. And that's the minimal piece of cloth we'd want to dye. So this quantity of dye is the minimal quantity of dye that makes it um, significant to carry out or to carry in the public domain on Shabbat. And along the same lines, we're going to use the same mesh for cleaning, actually. Miraglime, Neta, Vorit, Kimonia, Vyashleg, Urine, Carmelita, Soda, Lye, Simoleon, Earth, Potash, as much as required for washing the same object, washing the small piece of cloth in the hairnet. And Rabbi Yudah is going to disagree. We'll see in these Mishnayot that Rabbi Yudah likes to come in at the end with a disagreement. And the Halakha generally doesn't go according to Rabbi Yudah, by the way, as we've seen before. But Rabbi Yudah disagrees. He says, As much is required for removing the stain. And the commentators say here that we're talking about a, a stain on, a, on, on women's clothes. There's a question, is, is it blood or is it dye? And if we can use some detergent to remove it, well... If, we, if it goes, it's clearly blood because blood is soluble in water and detergent. If it doesn't go, it's dye. It's not blood. That could be very significant for her status. And Rabbi Yudas Rabbi says, look, the smallest quantity of detergent you might want to take out on Shabbat, take maybe to someone else's house on Shabbat, is the quantity required to carry out this test. And you might be very interested in whether a garment has got dye or blood on it. But the halakha doesn't go according to Rabbi Yehuda. But an interesting thought. We're still back to the same principle. Is it useful? What's the minimal useful quantity? And so when we get on to things that can be used in tiny quantities, well, clearly, kolshehu, the smallest quantity, pilpel, sorry, pilpelet, kolshehu, v'itran, kolshehu, mev samim, umine matachot, kolshehen, Pepper, olive refuse, uh, different kinds of spices, different kinds of metal. Metal was very precious in those days. Any quantity doesn't make any difference. What if you had old pieces from the altar? Let's see, you had a tiny piece of stone from the altar. Um, or maybe from the earth from the altar. The, by tradition, the, the altar had earth in the middle of it. Or... Um, um, maybe the worn out pieces of scrolls or maybe the covers of the scrolls whatever quantity whatever quantity um, because we know remember we learned we revised this it's, it's a missioner in chapter 7 it's the principle if it can be if it's normal to store it away it's significant enough to be significant if it's carried on Shabbat. And of course, we don't we don't let these things go. We store old pieces of the of the altar or the earth of the altar or Sifre Torah or covers of Sifre Torah. We put them in a gani. I mean, nowadays we put them in a Geniza. So if, if they're worthy to be put in a Geniza, they can't be carried on Shabbat. That's significant. And Rabbi Yudah is going to come in again. <laughs> um... 
Even if you can also someone who carries out the service vessels of idolatry in whatever quantity. Not that he's suggesting you should do this on Shabbat, but he's saying the minimal quantity of vessels of idolatry is significant. And he has a pasuk. Let nothing that's been been cheremed, there's been ex, that absolutely nothing that's been cheremed or excommunicated stick to your hand. Well, what about borderline cases? So combinations. And as we go through chapter 10, by the way, we're going to see more and more borderline cases or unusual cases, unusual ways of carrying things. We're going to, if you like, gradually migrate from a dis- pure discussion of quantities to, s- to a-, a more um, general discussion of edge cases. And we're going to start here. kupat Someone who carries out a bag, peddler's bag, full of all kinds of stuff. Someone who carries out lots of things just is liable for one sin offering. And then we get back to our quantities. Zeronegina, garden seeds, less than the size of a dried fig. Although, Rabbi Yudab and Patera Omer, Rabbi Yudab and Patera says five. Cucumber seed, two. Good seed, two. Egyptian beet seed, two. Chagav chai tahor, a live, clean locust. Some locusts are clean. You can eat some locusts. The Taimanim still eat them. And, and uh, I mean, in, I don't know what it's like in Washington, but in a cooked in a, a cookery demonstration in London recently, our community rav ate a locust just to demonstrate that kosher locusts can be eaten. They're quite good deep fried. Chagav chai tahor. So if it's um, if it's one, but you wouldn't eat less. You wouldn't kind of keep less than a whole locust, right? I mean, a half a locust is not meaningful. So Chagav Chai Tahor Kol a live, clean locust, whatever its size. Met, Met Kagrogenet. If it's dead, the size of a dried fig. So yes, if it is dead, you might serve up half of it. Tsiporet Kromim, Bein Chaya Bein Meita Kol The bird of the vineyard. It's not clear whether this is a real bird, by the way, or an analogy to a different kind of locust. Seems to fit. We, we do not understand what the bird of the vineyards is doing in this in this mission, unless it's a kind of locust. Culture, uh, whatever its size, the bird of the vineyards, because we keep it for medicine. And Rabbi Yudas Rabbi Yudu says, yeah, as ever in these three Mishnayot, he comes in at the end to have the last word. Even a live, unclean locust is significant on Shabbat. Not because you're going to eat it. You're not going to eat it. It's it's Tameh. She or Because you store it away for a child to play with. And it is a wonderful thought that in terms of this these these chapters are all driven by usage. If it's used, it's significant. And it's really interesting that we're going to finish this sequence of Mishnayot with something which is used by a child to play with. That is the end of chapter 9.
And then it's always the last Mishnah in a chapter is always very significant. And then in chapter 10, we're going to go into different kinds of edge cases, not to do with quantities. So this remark about the child's play is the final remark in our discussion of quantities for carrying on Shabbat. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.